Welcome to Train Like a Champion. In this week's bonus episode, Pastors Chris and Liz Arnold talk about how to be in ministry like a champion. These powerful leadership principles actually can apply to everyone. Now it's time to train like a champion. Hey guys, it's Pastor Chris and Liz, and you are watching Train Like a Champion podcast right here from Daytona Beach, Florida. That's right. And we're actually, this is a bonus session. Bonus. So, so we've already finished uh, season one. Um, but you know, we were talking a few yes. episodes ago. We got started kind of talking a little bit about betrayal and pain. Yep, and leading through pain. Leading through pain. And So this is a special, let me preface it. Yeah. So this way you know what it's for. Anybody can watch this. Anybody but especially, can. this is the bonus for the pastors, the ministers, and like if you're a church volunteer, you need to be in this. You, everybody needs to listen to this. It's going to help you. It's a lot about pain. But this is a special pastor bonus, ministry mm-hmm. bonus. If you're involved in ministry, if you're heavily involved in your church, this is the catalyst to growth. We were talking the other day. And I'm going to ask, I'll ask you this because you, you really, uh, you actually taught it more than I did. Um, I was like, man. How do you navigate ministry? How do you, I mean, you could be a church person. How do you navigate growth? And we were talking about, we kind of got pulled into, man, how do we know you're going to be effective at whatever it is God called you to do, especially as a minister. Mm-hmm. And we were reading Sam Chan's book, Leadership Pain, who would be a great, another great plug uh, for somebody to be on the show. But we'll do that. We'll work that out. But one of the things that we were looking at, when we were looking at content, for classes and stuff like that was, man, what does it take to really be the minister that God has called you to be? And one of the things we found out was what makes a great leader. And he yeah. said some really good stuff and just expound on that. Cause I thought that was great because it wasn't about what we would think would be the norm to make you a great leader. Right. And you know, what's funny. I think Jesus, I've always said this, like, you know, you read all these books, you know, you go to Bible school, you read all this stuff. I was like, man, Jesus is the greatest leader that I've ever seen in my life. And I thought it was because he was the greatest follower that ever walked the face of the earth. Yep. But with that following, it created a lot of what you're going to tell these people we need to push yeah. through to make it. Like, I mean, Jesus was, but Jesus said he only did what his father said. Yeah. He only said what his father told him to yeah, say. That's the link right and there. And he would say he, he was following his father's example. Yeah in the earth and he was the greatest follower he didn't have his own agenda he didn't have his own ideas he didn't have anything he just did what to the point that when he was in the garden of gethsemane sweating to the point of drops of blood saying if it's possible god can you father please take this away from me i don't even think i want to do this anymore yeah but he said but not your will my will but thy will be done and you look at that and go even in death Jesus was still following the plan, even when it meant it looked like, okay, so you watch this. Jesus gets betrayed by his one of his closest disciples, yeah. right? Yeah. By one of the 12. I mean, I, you go, that wasn't a close. There's hundreds of people who followed Jesus around. He yeah. had 12 guys that yeah. he talked to close. and poured into. So one of those betrays him, um, sells him out. 
then you look and go, he's got all the crowds of people, the same crowds of people that he healed and taught and fed are screaming, crucify him. Yeah. Right? Think about that. 5,000 people are sitting on a hillside. There were not 5,000 people coming to Jesus's defense. Not Absolutely. one. It was a couple girls who stood up and said, hey, you know, his the, Mary, and they were like, you know, we'll take care of him and all this stuff. But realistically, all of the people turned on him. The sure. very people he came to give his life for. So his close friend yeah. turns his back on him and, and betrays him. Yes. The people that he had given his life for yes. are screaming, crucify him because he had the audacity and the nerve to say he was the son of God, right? So they're all mad at him. Yes. And the same people, like I said, those were the same people he healed. Those are the same people he poured his life out for. Those are the same people he fed when they were hungry. Those were the same people he taught. Yeah. Those were the same people that followed him and followed him around watching the signs, the wonders and the miracles. And then in the next moment, they're saying, crucify him. Yeah. How many of you as pastors have experienced that, That's right? True. Then you look at this. Then he goes, he gets, the, then the, the, the soldiers who are not his friends, those are his enemies and they're beating him and they're hurting him and they're, you know, whipping him and they are shoving a crown of thorns on his head and they're nailing him to a cross yeah. and they're inflicting great pain upon him. But then came the worst pain of all because all of a sudden the absence of his father, because he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. And I think you look at Jesus, that's something that thankfully we might experience a loved one or someone we trust who betrays us. Sure. We might experience the people who praised us one minute who are crucifying us the next. We might experience our enemies coming against us, but because Jesus took that moment of his father being separated from him, we never have to experience that. And I look that even in the midst of, of that for him, when he lost everything, he lost the, the, the fellowship with his father. Why have you forsaken me? Where are you? I don't feel your, your sure. presence is not here. He had to die, go down into hell, take the keys to the kingdom and come back. And we know he did all those things. and It was awesome. And he's seated with his father, but he had to lose his father for a minute so that we never have to lose his father. And I think it's important to look at that and understand that even in the midst of that great pain, he paid that price so that we could look at what he went through. Mm. When, when as pastors or ministers or leaders, or we don't understand certain things that are happening sure. or that are going on, you don't understand sometimes, but how are these people who tell me, you know, I always think it's funny, people come in, oh, this is the best church I've ever been to, I love it. I go, well, they'll be here about three weeks and then they'll probably be gone, right? Because they're praising you the one minute and then the next minute they're crucifying you, then they don't want anything to do with you. And, and we've seen that in, in our years of pastoring and in our years of ministry, we've experienced um, people who we were really close to who betrayed us. We experienced people who we poured our life out sure. for, who turned around and left, we never saw them again. Yeah. You know, and it can be easy in those moments to almost get bitter. Yeah. Almost say, what is the point of doing this? But aren't you glad that when Jesus was hanging up on that cross, because he could have come down at any moment. The thief is sitting next to Jesus, right? And he says, oh, come on, get take yourself down off the cross sure. because he had the capacity and ability to do sure. it. He could have said, this is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't, how can this be the plan? This hurts too much. This is too great. And when he lost the fellowship with his father for that moment, he could have just said, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm done. But he said, no, for the joy of what was before me. You know, and you look and you go, wow, for us in ministry, it's sometimes it's not easy. 
But when we follow that example and go, he didn't quit on his mission. He didn't quit on his calling. He didn't quit on his purpose to enable us to never have to lose a place of fellowship with him. That even if everyone else is gone, we still have our heavenly father. We still have that relationship. And I think that that's what the part that wasn't in the book. I think that was just the inspiration that hit me in the moment that that you look and you go, wow, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes, you know, when you are, when you're leading people, whether you're a pastor, whether you're in in the secular world when you're leading people it can be a lonely place and you can experience that pain but Sam Chan said it he said the level of pain that you can overcome is the level of leadership that you'll have and I think the thing is you just gotta uh, my big thing is God is not church church isn't God so you're gonna get in this environment and what does that mean God is in church and church isn't God God does not act like church you know what I mean but but because he thinks different yeah. So you might get church hurt, but don't turn it into God hurt because God had nothing to do with it. They're people. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the other things that's a real good strategy for you to remember is this, is that, and it's strong. Jesus said, you be holy because I'm holy. He's the example yes. of how you're supposed to live your life. Nobody else. Nobody else. So that's what happened. So you go, okay. So if he was the greatest leader, which he was, he was the greatest follower, which he was. He went through the most pain out of anybody. Of anybody. Which he did. So mm-hmm. you know pain is connected to it. And pain is not like people think God produces pain. But, you know, Jesus even said, he said, you're going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about that. I no. was in a meeting one time and, uh, you know, there's a scripture. It says, and after you suffered a while, mm-hmm. he will make you complete, whole, entire, wanting nothing. And nobody wants to read the suffering. Right. We want to have Christianity without they suffering. They want to go straight to the complete, whole, entire, right wanting no way without the suffering. No. Now, this might be bad. So you're a minister. So you're saying... Pastor is, yes, suffer. I never forget Dwight Pate. That'd be a good one, right? He's in Louisiana. He's in, he's locking himself up again, praying. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, okay? I'm not, you're not, you're nowhere to be found in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Pastor Liz. You were a, uh, you were, you were, you were a prayer in the making. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I go there, and Dwight, Bishop Dwight Pate is driving, never forget. And in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, when you go over the marsh, there's like roads that go over marsh. It's like mm-hmm. two lanes. You ever been there? Uh, it's no, lanes. I haven't been there. And it's like two lanes, man. You're going over marsh. Like you ride off the road and go in a swamp or something. And I said, Bishop. And he's telling me about all his pre- people he preached to. And I'm young. And he goes, I go, Bishop. I said, I ask these three questions everywhere I go. Pretty much I try to. Give me the top three things you you would tell me now. What would you tell me if I was you 20 years ago? I was always asking these guys, like, hey, you were me 20 years ago. You were just starting out. What would you tell me? What would you tell me? He says, I got one word. He's driving the car, and he leaned over like this, and he looked me straight in the face. And he said, I got one word for you, man of God. And I said, this should be good. He felt that, you know, like he's real, got that deep kind of like, you know, he's like, I locked myself up with God. and stood there to Jesus. And he's serious. He did. It's wild. And he goes, I got one word for you. I'm thinking like here it comes, right? Like faith, be a power. Yeah, power. Hang around the greats. He goes, suffer. Ah, ah, ah. I was like, what? He goes, you need to suffer, young man. Yeah. Suffer. I said, that's the wisdom? Like, this is what, come on. And turn around and watch the road, I'm thinking, because I'll be riding off, I'll be suffering in about a minute. But he was serious. He was not playing around. He said, I had a great ministry. He got a little wonky, came back strong. And he said, this was the thing. I'm going to give you one word, kid. 
suffer. Mm-hmm. How many of you know that is unpopular? Well, that is not like, you know, I always look at. Um, but it's so true. It is. Well, it's it's the truth. I I think about, I, I go back to like Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. Everyone loves that scripture. For I know the plans I have for you. Oh, it's for great. good and not for evil yeah. to give you hope in a future. And people like they Captivity. put it up on, they put it on a mug. <laughs> they put it on a poster, but nobody puts Jeremiah 29, 10 on a poster. Yeah. Cause it says, oh, for you will be in captivity yeah. Babylon for 70 yeah. years. Yeah. And basically, you're going to be held captive for 70 years. Yeah. But even in the midst of that, I I will not forget you. And, I, and I, for I know the plans I have for you. And we look at that and go, God has incredible plans for it's you and your ministry. But sometimes you got to go through a little captivity. You got to go this through one, a little pain. This, you got to go through a little suffering. You got to go through a lot of pain. A lot of pain. I, I was talking to Dr. Rob about this. And I said, and he'll definitely come on. We got to wait till he gets here. We do it live with me, you and him. will have a thing. But he said, you will sow in tears yes and one day you'll reap in joy yeah but don't forget you will sow in tears and nobody wants to tell you to sow in tears no. and you're a minister stab you oh man stab you trample you Cut you step on your head mm-hmm. we we had it all man we had to butt dial me and cuss me and you out and then i'll never forget i'm gonna tell Sunday. the story somebody's gonna hear this and go was it me Maybe. Might, maybe I will never forget we when it, you know our church wasn't that big we just had a, we had some trusted people and one day PC got a voicemail and you know he just answered it he put it on it was on speakerphone it was literally someone <laughs> who we it. trusted and loved going off the rail about how awful we were yeah like Oh, and Pastor Chris, he's just rah, 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 like constant. And then they were talking about me. Yeah. Oh, and her. She's just, and I'm literally like, oh my gosh. And and it was so funny You're because- like, what are you going to do? It was like somebody accidentally butt dialed us and they were having this conversation. Massive. And it, it left like, it on it our email. Minutes. It was at least three minutes long. Yeah, it was on the voicemail. It was on the voicemail and we never told them we heard it. Yeah, you were like, Not what are you one time. Do? I said, never let them know. I'm like crying like, oh my gosh, this is really what they think about me. You know, back then. And then back I got, the and then I had the the mad person when when demon possessed, and they were like, "Oh, you're talking about me in the sermon." That was a good one. Yeah, I oh, said we, talking about you in the sermon. I wasn't even talk, if I want to talk to you, I'll tell you to your face. And then I'll never forget. They sent me this mega text, and you know, like you could tell a text is long. Like yeah, you just go like this, and I read one sentence, like, "Hey, Pastor Chris, I really need to tell you this," and I deleted the whole thing. Yeah, he told me he goes, "Oh, I got a text." I said, "What did it say?" He said, "I don't know." I deleted it. I, didn't like I the felt feel of the it. spirit behind it, and no, I, didn't I said like I don't it. like the feel of it, so I'm not going to read it because I'm not going to let it in my spirit. Right, bro. This thing will get good. Talk about you, lie about you, blast you, and this ain't nothing. Jesus was brutally beat. We're like rookies. We're, we're going to see the Apostle Paul. Not, He's gonna, Apostle Paul is going to cause a bunch of punks. Let's yeah, stop. Are yeah. you kidding me? Shipwrecked, beat, put in jail. Dead, came back. When you come back from the dead three times, then we'll start talking about persecution. You got sister so-and-so, blabbermouth, talking about you, you crying in the corner. Come on, man. Get a backbone. Let's go. Ministry's going to be about pain, and I love it because this is what the guy said. Chan said this. He said, everybody free. We need to take him an offering, right? He said, look, I studied the grades. Mm-hmm. I looked at the leaders. I mean, this guy's brilliant, right? Hung out with the great teachers, the preachers, mega churchers. And this is what I found the common denominator to be. And we're thinking like, oh, it's the anointing on your life. It's got to be the worship. Oh, it's got to be the praise team. Oh, it's this. You're the greatest communicator. No, man. How much pain can you walk through makes you great? 
and not quit. And not quit, baby. And I'll tell you, like, I love Hebrews chapter six. Do you? In verse 10, I'm going to read it to you in the Passion Translation. You it? it says this, for God, the faithful one, is not unfair. He's not going to forget. How can he forget the beautiful work you have done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrate, not demonstrated, but continue to demonstrate. Yeah. As you continually served his beloved ones for the glory of his name. And it says this, but we long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. So don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Yep. And then it tells you to anchor your soul because why? Yep. That's where you're taking it. You're taking, we're going to talk about this. Let's, let's get to this in the bonus because you're going to want to hear this. And we're going to, well, we're just going to, this is going to be just all bonus. So we can keep going. We're going to keep going. Yeah. We'll keep going. You don't want to send the, Now this is just a whole bonus. My God. It's just, this is a bonus session. Anyway. I was waiting for the hook to make you go to yeah, the special. No, this is the, this is the bonus. The whole thing's a bonus. Man, so. This is like extra. Extra. This, this is, like is what you're going to take. Bonus. Listen to me. This is going to change your life. You're going to take the soul hits. Soul hits against your mind, will, emotion, and ladies and gentlemen included, emotions, emotions man. Mm-hmm. Come on, don't believe your own press clippings. Stop it. Yeah, they, dude. Look, I learned that a long time ago. You, you don't remember this? It was like you know, you're like we were we were driving one day, and you're like, oh, you know, it was like something's gonna. If something, I was like, look, you might remember it. I was like, when the lights go off. Ain't nobody mattering. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Stop. You know, they care about you and your people and your church do, but you get what I'm saying. Like if these lights make you excited about doing what you do in ministry, you missed the whole thing. Missed it. I got nailed with that 90, I went to Raymond 97, so it was 96. Mm -hmm. I went to this meeting, big meeting, and I was getting groomed to be the next, I don't know what, you know what I mean? And go do this stuff. And I really felt like I'm going to worship God. And, you know, I'm a front row guy now and I'm like getting, you know, recognized a little bit. I'm getting a little bit and I got my hands in here and the Lord asked me, he goes, did you make it? And I mm-hmm. go, what? And God, I'm worshiping God. He goes, did you make it? And I'm like, make what? And I could hear it loud and clear in my spirit. You know, it's God. Cause you don't want to hear it. He goes, did you make it? He goes, did you make it? Did you finally make it? Cause you're where you want to be. And I was like, I don't even want to do this. And I walked out of that meeting with a brand new desire to see God not because of what I was going to do, but for who he was. And then I had all those heart moments. So you get you get caught up with the lights. You're lying if you say you didn't. The you're, lights go out at some point. That's what I'm saying. You know? Everybody's a liar to themselves if they don't say, oh, I, I, I don't really want that. You do. Because what happens is this, is that every single person has a desire to succeed. And when you ever, whatever, but here's the thing, we... Every person has a desire to succeed, but every person I know has a warped perspective of what success is. Yes, that is so good. That's right on. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is it. No, that ain't it. Yeah. I could read through the paper mache. You're you're jacked up. You're in a, you're 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 shot out. That's not success. Success is obedience to God. Yes. So if God told me go get five, and I get fifty. You're only getting the reward of the five he told you to go get, man. That's so you got to lose the mindset of these lights and all this stuff because a lot of you say, and this is going to hurt. I can't push through the pain. Well, you're probably not doing what God called you to do then. That's good. Because I'll step over bodies to get to my destiny. 
Yep. And they ain't going to be mine. That's not rude. Understand what I'm saying. People are going to hit and you're going to want to fall down. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to step over a corpse and mm -hmm. keep going. Yep. Leaders get that. I'm designed for it. I'm built for it. It's in your DNA to do it. If you're on the sideline thinking you can't, you need oxygen and you can't run no more, I don't know if you're supposed to be in the race. It's a great story in the Bible, right? When the army of God was going, he said, hey, look, bring them to the water hole. And he said, let them drink water. Mm -hmm. And he said, every one of them that looks down at the water, make them stay home. But the guys that pulled the water up to their mouth and never took their eye off the prize, take them with you to the take battle. To the he left some behind. Why? They weren't fit. They weren't ready. It didn't mean they weren't good. They weren't, they, it wasn't in their DNA to go do it. Some right. guys are going to go take the land. Other guys got to stay back and make sure. Here's the thing. Don't put yourself in a place you don't have the grace for. It's yeah. a waste of your time and it's not your reward. That's right. If you're not, if I'm not supposed to be doing this, I don't want to do it. I was happy being a road guy. I'll tell you exactly why I'm here doing what I'm doing. I can't speak for everybody out there. I was a road guy. I loved it. I said, this is great. I was swimming in the pool. I'll tell you where I got this revelation. I was at the NBC Suites in Tulsa, Oklahoma, helping a ministry. And this is what I got, a revelation of swimming in the pool. This was my morning. I got up, worked out, went to the guy, got Three eggs, over easy, bacon, toast, the whole deal. I was ate breakfast, swam in the pool, ate the same. The guy's up in the room praying. I'm in the same hotel. I'm in the same breakfast thing. I'm in the same thing. I'm getting the reward after the meetings. Went to help John Bevere at the Maybe Center. And I was there with my buddy Jay and altar crawl came. I, I got that etched in my mind. I got glimpses of glory of God's faithfulness my whole life. I got up. And we were running up the stairs in the maybe to go get to the table. I said, turn around, look. There was an altar. John had an altar call. Had to be 50, 75 people, like whatever it was. It might have been Beta Satan or whatever he was teaching then. And it was there. And I said, turn around, look. And he's like, what? I'm like, look. Turn around, look. I said, you see that? He said, yeah. I go, that's our reward. Now let's go. Yeah. Why? Because I helped him. God thinks Yeah. But you got to be, no. Stay in your spot. Stay in your lane and push through the pain. Because let me tell you something about pain. It's, it's, it's not really as bad as it, as it looks in the beginning of it because you don't understand it because pain drives you to God or it drives you away from God. Mm -hmm. That's the danger Yep. because you don't know how to navigate it because you don't know why it's there. Yeah. That's if good. you see pain show up and you think, oh, this is because of me, yes. you're in trouble because you're going to run away from God. When you realize pain showing up as an enemy, you realize to embrace it, lean in God. Get the strength, get the grace, and push through it. Because you know why? It's not yours. It's not yours. But he said this, because the Apostle Paul said something very clear. He said, when you become a co-sufferer, per se, I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. When you take upon your body the suffering that's in Christ, now, now, your identity has been forged with Christ. Yeah. Not, so the, not the highlights, honey. Yeah. The hits. The hits. Yep. The pain. Yep. Yep. He said, that is where now... You're one because the pain drove you to a place of oneness with Christ. Why? Because nobody understands this. Yeah. But he does. He does. And he doesn't forget it. You know, no, we so don't. if you're a pastor, if you're a ministry leader, if you're in just maybe you serve in a church, maybe you're you looking at it. I want to pray for you today because I really do feel maybe you've been at a place where you feel kind of just like you're yeah. burned out a little bit. Let me tell you this. People say, oh, I'm burned out. Stay close to the spirit and the fire of God and you will never burn yeah, out. true. 
The only time you burn out is when you separate from him because of what you're walking through. You misplace that mm. pain and you separate yourself. Jesus was separated from his father, but so we would never have to be. But a lot of times when we have pain, we separate from him yeah. because we blame him or we can't handle it. True. So don't turn back around and say, no, I got that. There's some of you that have separated and taken a step back in your relationship with God just because you haven't been able to handle the pain of the mission. Mm. So repent say god quit get as close to him as you can get you don't ever have to have that separation but i want to pray for you just i want you to know yes. this he does not forget your work and your labor of love no. and he said i want you to finish strong finish till the end follow the example of the ones who come went before you watch what they did look how they did it look what they walked through and look where they're at now and i we just i want to encourage you yes. that what you were doing what god has called you to do is so important that he chose you for it because no one else can fulfill it no one else can do it so regardless of what your role your position that man has given you you just keep doing it to the very best Amen. of your ability and i'm going to pray for you right now father in the name of jesus i thank you for every you, minister jesus. every pastor every every uh, serve team member anyone who is involved in ministry god who is watching this today maybe they feel like they're at a place where the pain of ministry has overwhelmed mm -hmm. them so much and overcome that yes. they don't even know if they want to keep going God, I pray right now that in a moment that you take a minute and the Bible says that you will heal the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds. So right now, the healing power of God flows into their hearts, healing those wounds that yes. people have inflicted upon them, God. And I just thank you right now that healing power flows into their hearts, into their minds, into their spirits, God, and that it is replaced with a new passion to do what you've called them to do. Let them go forward greater than ever before, like the champions you've created them to be in Jesus name we pray amen and amen go be a great go be a champion we love you amen love you guys thank you for listening to the train like a champion podcast today if you enjoyed what you heard make sure to subscribe to the podcast leave us a rating follow us on social media and share it with someone who you think would enjoy it be sure to come back next week as we continue to learn how to train like a champion